You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about simply red picture book in the room i have rob oh hi guy and john hey and on the line i have kyle get back <laughs> picture book is the debut album by british pop and soul group simply red released in october of 1985 on electro records the producer was Stuart levine and the genre is pop rock soft rock and blue-eyed soul i'm going to read from the book andy robbins For an album with its roots planted firmly in the Manchester soil, Picture Book could not have strayed further from the city's post-punk heritage. Mick Hucknell quickly tired of the restrictions of punk rock and saw Simply Red and Picture Book in particular as a vehicle to stretch his vocal abilities. Released in October 1985, just one year after he formed the group with three ex-members of the Duridi Column, the album immediately found favor with the public, spearheaded by the Blue-Eyed Soul of Money's Too Tight to Mention, Picture Book made steady inroads on the British album charts, peaking at number two in July of 1986. Yet this was largely thanks to the Hucknell original Holding Back the Years that broke the band on both sides of the Atlantic. The singer would struggle to repeat his stunning vocal performance, which sent the song to number one in the U.S. Billboard charts. Many now argue that the band's inconsistent lineup with the front man as the only concrete fixture has prevented Simply Red from revisiting the form of their debut, but Picture Book at least proves the superstar redhead got where he is for a reason. All right, what do we think of Simply Red, Picture Book? I mean, Carrot Top is exactly where he needs to be. <laughs> what? Man, well, I went and saw him in Vegas four years ago. And it was wonderful. He puts on a great show. I bet Simply Red does too, because this album is a smoker. Oh, oh God. Would you also Damn put what? him like he puts himself in the uh, echelons of Sinatra? And uh, he's got a fucking fantastic voice. But is he is he the god he thinks he is? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I got into Simply Red because like years ago in my twenties, I got really into uh, Money's Too Tight to Mention. Okay. And uh, every time that I uh, make a payment on my student loans, I think about that song. Okay. So I was looking forward to checking out this record, and uh, I thought it was fantastic. Did your club shorts just immediately appear back on? And just started <laughs> in your pumps. Just started doing Rob, that little little dance at the bar. You see, pop rock, soft rock, and blue eyed soul, and it, it doesn't sound on paper like something good. <laughs> this is great. This is good stuff. I, I, we're listening to "Look at You Now" right now, and I I, I think this is a good song. And it would have yeah. been it would have been better served on uh, the Pointer Sisters' "Break Out." I think. Yeah, look at look at you now on the album is probably one of the songs that I I could almost say I enjoyed. Yeah. Um. But and come to my aid. I mean, the chorus is kind of fun, but 
there's just how do I describe it? Like we've we've had Blue Eyed Soul before. I mean, Bowie did a Blue Eyed Soul album, yeah. and it was great. You know, you can be Blue Eyed Soul without being empty. There's plenty of skill that I guess Man Cocknell is laying out, but I just I feel nothing from this album. I think he's a very competent singer. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's something about his singing style. And I was noticing they kind of bury his vocals mm. in the mix. And I was wondering if that had if that had something to do with my sort of distaste for his vocalizations, because it's not like there's I just don't feel like he has this like standout. You know, he's this blue eyed soul singer, but I don't necessarily hear the it's like he's very competent. If he was on The Voice or one of those singing shows, he great. Yeah, he'd do wonderful, but I just, I don't go for it. Soul is, hmm. to me, it's like you have to have the like heart-wrenching elements or it just has to be so amazing. And I just, his voice for me is just like not there. It's totally fine. He does a great job. Like he's listening to Heaven right now. Obviously, you know, I'm a fan of Talking Heads and that he does a good rendition, but... I don't know. I would never put this on again. My DX7 piano on this is fucking awful. Yeah, and that was that. I, I did write the piano tones on these. Are, I don't want to hear Mm-mm. on. They're the, a little dated. Yeah, yeah they, they they haven't they have not aged well. Um, like I didn't like the fact that Heaven was covered at all. I don't, I don't like. I didn't like the fact that Money's Too Tight was like covered. Like I, I didn't enjoy either one of those. Uh, those uh those covers on here but that's like the best songs i guess (laughs) i think you know what surprised me was i I thought that holding back the years i was like oh they're covering this song i didn't know that they wrote Mm -hmm. it yeah Yeah, that was that was a surprise (laughs) it was actually a song from his like i guess if you want to call them punk years Mm -hmm. uh whatever frantic elevators or whatever his punk band was that was that was a song that he wrote then uh but then he added the i keep holding on chorus and the and the, the styling a bit for the simply red album Mm-hmm. And it's it's fine. I mean, for our British it's a listeners, damn fine song. it is uh, featured on. Uh, now that's what I call music UK <laughs> number seven. <laughs> so you can rush out and get just that, just that. <laughs> so you don't need the rest of the album. Yeah, insofar as like the like his vocals kind of being uh, buried a little bit. I mean, that's got to be Stuart uh, Levine's sure. like call. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he did fine work with the Crusaders and Lionel Richie. And, Crusaders, uh, yeah. But I mean, he also did like Sly Stone and Boy George, yeah. Killing Joke, uh, Huey Lewis in the News, Boss Gags, like he, Doctor John, BB uh, King, like he, he did a lot, like, and I mean, it it, it comes through on a lot of these songs, like, yeah, it, it, it's well produced, um, but I don't know why he decided to, to bury the bury the lead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think. Maybe he thought, you know, let it lay back a little bit so it's a little more casual. And maybe that's what what's hitting me with this album. It's like when I want the soul, when I want Aretha, you know, I want Al Green. Yeah, I want, you want it to punch. I want someone to, to wow me. Yeah, I want Daryl Hall and John Oates. Yeah, so it, it, and it's just it never strikes me. It just feels completely adequate and something that would get played on the radio and just that's it. Yeah, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it when he's singing about this. Don't like, believe it. when he's singing "Sad Old Red." You don't believe that he's sad and old. <laughs> and well, he is red. He's red. He's you red. didn't like "Sad Old Red." 
who didn't box, like, I, like I did not like saddle. I, I put a star next to it. I put blah next to it. I said you nice use of horns. <laughs> I found it disingenuous. <laughs> but I did like, I mean, I'm not going to shit on everything. Uh, Chorus would come to my aid. Look at you now. I thought as an original was pretty interesting. Uh, money too, money's too tight was fine. Holding that the year was fine. But uh, so you, you had said something earlier, Kyle, that I thought was interesting in your twenties. <laughs> You found yourself uh-huh. in his club shorts, in your club short and pumps, listening to "Money Is Too Tight to Mention." How did what brought you to that state? How did how did that yeah, happen? How did you get there? Yeah, because uh, I'm I was constantly listening to uh, like new wave mixes, like you know when you get cable and there would be like new wave channel. I would just leave it on there for and like my somewhere whole life. in there. Money's too tight to mention. Flowed in. Goddamn right it did. Huh. Yeah. Okay. This version, the simply red version. Yeah, absolutely. Huh. I wouldn't call it, I would not call it New Wave. Yeah, but they're probably popping in some yeah. 80s hits. I mean, it does re- mention Reaganomics. I don't know mm-hmm. any other songs that explicitly mention Reaganomics. Maybe some, I can't, I can't think of any other groups. Voodoo that. Economics. Uh, uh, other than Dead Kennedys. Right, exactly. I was like, I was like <laughs> Dead Kennedys, yeah. But. What if you put this album on? You won't go to the ball. 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 That makes me want to put my club shorts and pumps on. Yeah, I think. Did anyone dig the last song, Picture Book? I thought it was the most interesting thing about the album. I said, "Hello, police." (laughs) Police. I put the cars. Yeah. I it's said it was police. dark like a mall dirge or the last song on a Cars album. Like a Do you guys mall want to start dirge? That, uh, that, that Halloween yeah, like band a, next a year, dirge. the police cars. <laughs> in a 1985 mall, yeah. Oh my gosh. But I like the idea of there being songs that are mall dirges. I think that's got some legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this is just, just soft rock. It sure is. I think it's vocalizations too. I'm starting to listen to it some more. and It's just that vocalization. It just... Yeah, not, not my... Uh... Which is, jam. which is funny, and I'm not. I'm gonna say Don Fagan, and I know it's a completely different thing. But if you he, say it five times in the mirror, he <laughs> he has a. You similar have to call thing. him by his name, his true name, Deacon Blues. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you gain control. <laughs> he has a similar nostalgic for Stax record, soul mm. singer, you know. Almost like a nostalgia mm-hmm. with well produced material like this. Now he's more interesting. Yes, <laughs> by far. Donald Donald Fagan is more interesting than Simply Red, and yeah, I don't think fair. Simply Red would argue that. Yeah, no. I think I would like this album more if they did have some Michael McDonald backing vocals. Yeah, if you if you if you pushed that in there to give it some nuance, maybe I would like it better. It would but, make it worse. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what could make this worse. <laughs> it's just it just isn't for me. Yeah, it 
it's adult contemporary and I refuse to be contemporary or an adult. Yeah. I mean, the Violent Thems are also adult contemporary. Really? <laughs> they were kids. Are they serious? Yeah. Fuck. So, okay. <laughs> I've been an adult <laughs> yes. since I was 11. <laughs> what What define... Okay, so in the... <laughs> we're hearing in our cans that you don't go to the ball. <laughs> you won't go to the ball. So, but in the book, this is described as blue-eyed soul, pop rock, and... Uh, soft rock. Soft, soft rock. rock. Okay. Yeah. It's, all, it's all those things. Yeah. I mean, I think it really relies a lot on the he- heavy on the sort of like plastic soul, blue eyed mm-hmm. soul element. I don't, all I hear from this kind of stuff is like all for one and boys to men and, mm-hmm. you know, but done like just by a single person. Like it's a, like, it's a crooner. It's a crooner yeah. that is just, I don't care for at all. Michael Bolton shit. Yeah. I mean, I would yeah. prefer Michael Bolton. <laughs> I would you prefer maybe, Michael Bolton to this? Yeah, he might have a stronger, like, more interesting voice. Or maybe, or maybe it's a mix question. I don't know. You're, you mean if if McHucknell's voice was more in the foreground? I mean, because you hear him when he's trying to emote, but it just doesn't it doesn't hook. Michael Bolton's got some pipes. I don't know. I mean, this this is soft. Oh, this, 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 this is this, this, this is yeah, like this is a a, a, a baby's uh, like forearm. This is so soft. I did think it was interesting that he said, you know, this came out within two years. He he was on the dole. And then within two years, he had the number one hit in the U.S. He said their first show, they played to 200 people, which is crazy. Second show, they played to 400 people. Third show, they played to 1,200 people. And the record labels were there and they got signed. And after that, they created this album and then they were on the charts. I don't. What, what club is this where people are there, period, for anything? Like, you know, they had those shoulder pads and they had those bags of cocaine and they needed somewhere to go and something to listen to. Right so. right place, right time. Yeah. I, I feel like. Where are they from? Manchester? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, part of his being Simply Red is that he is a devotee of the Manchester United uh, football team um. and their home shirt is red. But he also is uh, redheaded. They call him Red. Yeah. That's his nickname. Makes sense. But Kyle loves this. Tell us tell us why it. and how. Explain to well, us. And I'm, not, I'm not judging you for it. I just don't understand. Yeah, I can't understand the the devotion to it. Like if if I put this on at a party, would you be like, yeah, yeah. Yes, I would. Birch. Wow, really? I would just I would say it. thank you, Birch, because I love this record. And if you went to a show, if you went to the Bluebird tomorrow and you didn't oh, know. Is he simply red? No, no, not them. But a band you had no idea, you just walked in blinded and they and they were playing this, you'd be like, Yeah. Yeah, I can groove to this. Huh. I mean, I would just walk right out the door. <laughs> what what can't you groove to, Kyle? Maybe he's just a funkier guy than than most. Maybe he's just the funkiest man alive. I've 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 given some thumbs downs on on records recently. Not this one. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's I your favorite it. track on the album, Kyle? Ooh, I think, I think it just came on. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Money's Money's Too Tight to Mention. It is the side two track one banger. Yep. Uh, open up the red box. Fantastic. Picture book. Awesome. Yeah. I, I just wrote down next to no direction. Stuff. It's like ABC and Duran Duran had a miscarriage. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to bring in that like Nile Rogers, a little chic elements sure. in here. Yeah. We like yeah. Nile Rogers. Yeah, I think there's definitely some some chic elements. Yeah. I mean th- this. This band proves that disco never really died. It just got less cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is a song that hooked me. Money seat tight to mention. That's crazy. Uh, mm, production well, is rock solid. I don't think the vocals are too low. I don't think they're buried. I just feel like he's there's something about it. It's I don't know. Maybe it's the recording. Maybe it's how they recorded his vocals. It just feels very laid back in the mix, which is not I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad, you know, horrible thing. It's just usually you want that powerful voice a little up front. It feels like he's behind yeah. the band a little bit. I mean, a lot of that could be, you know, these are the I assume this is probably recorded digitally. Oh, yeah. This is the 80s digital phase. And yeah, for sure. Kreisgau uh, did say that that there were essentially, quote, only two songs on this album. Money's too tight to mention in heaven and heaven. Yeah. But uh, Hucknall and the band carry off the album on mood and groove alone. Kreisgau. Yeah, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Disagree. Uh, but hard, he, hard he did I can't even believe 1987 Grammy nomination for best new artist and holding back the years was nominated for best pop performance by duo or group with vocals that to me just because this comes out in 85 and so they're still pushing that award two years later mm-hmm. I mean holding back the years was a smash for them but and it's okay and I could see how it would be a radio hit but I don't like it I just it's, can't believe that it would get nominated right now in the thick of yeah of everything else that's happening everything else yeah in the eighties there there must be Kate a Bush right Michael Jackson yeah I mean Devarge El Devarge I mean let's not get wild obviously that Kate Bush album smokes this record but. yeah no, no yeah it's apples and oranges for sure but I just don't I don't see this album like pushing this genre. And I don't think that the songs on here are strong enough to warrant like Mm-mm. like a completely. Yeah, you must hear this. I would never say that. Is it important because Simply Red led us to the Rick Astley's and other like <laughs> sort of uh, single male lead sure. like R&B, you know, I, mean, I, I guess that's important, <laughs> you know, the things that come later. appreciate this guy's voice more than you guys or it's a good like voice it it's, a, it's a fine voice. fantastic I say, I say voice. fine yeah <laughs> but it's not distinctive right i mean it doesn't you don't it, think it's distinctive it doesn't have a particular like timber no. or cadence to me this is like i wouldn't bro- broadcast to... news voice like yeah. solid clean broadcast news voice i wouldn't have been able to pick him out and we are the world yeah mm-hmm. absolutely that's a great way to define it yeah the I mean, ultimate we, test. We we are we are here. We have. Arrived. What if he was singing on uh, hearing aid? We're stars. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Sorry, band aid. 
Uh, also, Q Magazine did observe that Hucknall had the, quote, the most prodigious voice this side of Motown. This side? <laughs> but no. I mean, there's so many other prodigious voices. Yeah. Like, strong, clean, clear voices. Yeah, compared Daryl to- Hall and John Oates. <laughs> David Bowie. <laughs> Uh, just... Michael Bolton. <laughs> That's much later. Yeah, I mean, even the guy from Aha. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. Voice. Yeah. He can hit those notes. He can. Lionel I don't know, Richie. I just feel like this is an imitation. Mm-hmm. It's not an. I don't know. Are all blue-eyed souls imitations? I don't feel like they are. I think if they're done right, that they're their own thing. Isn't yeah. all art imitation though? No oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it against him that he was influenced by no. some stuff and then no. like decided to like try to write music like that. No. that. That's that is how everything is built. That is absolutely one hundred percent valid. I just don't understand the celebration. Oh, for, I, for him and this album. I, I I think that this has more to do with the British skew again, and, the, it, uh, and it might be a celebration of a of, again a moment in time in the eighties in either England or the US. I think it did lead. You're you're right. I think in the Rick Ashley, you know, like kind of the right. It, it led <laughs> to the the sort of soft crooner. I mean, because male vocalists, because it is very much a, I want to say safe mm-hmm. voice, a hundred percent safe. I mean, in that R and B vibe with some of those, you know, yeah. uh, like chic um, keyboards and guitars yeah, yeah. W- will flow into things that later become. Things that I like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that I don't like, I don't like this. It's. Yeah. Holding I, back the years yeah. we're listening to right now. And yeah. it, it's, it's making me think. Yeah. Everything on that adult contemporary eighties. Like this is it. This is the style, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like this is the North this is the model. star. Yeah, exactly. And it's That's, great. <laughs> so Kyle. Get yourself a nice crystal light. Yeah. Maybe a, sure. a tab. A tab and some Bacardi. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. Uh, Make it Rossi and Ozzy Spamati. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Okay. Bartles and James. <laughs> Bartles and James, just clap your hands. Just clap your hands. <laughs> did you play this for your class, Kyle? Perhaps. And, and did, Perhaps did it have I an did. effect? <laughs> did they? Hmm. What of was course it did. <laughs> was it a positive effect? It got effect? a little smoother. <laughs> <laughs> just smoothed it on out. <laughs> I'm good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got uh, nothing. Yeah, negative. I, oh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll never recommend this to anybody. Yeah, negative. I, okay. I can't. Uh, in good, good conscience. <sighs> yeah. It's it's not my jam. It's not bad. If you are into this, but if you're into this, I don't understand you. <laughs> God damn it. I'm gonna agree with Rob. Negative. Um, not in a way that it's painful. It's just that. If I ever heard any of these songs, I would never listen to them more than five seconds and I would change to the next thing mm-hmm. and I would never put it on. So I can't even go neutral with it because with a neutral, it's like, oh, it's fine. It's just not not where I'm hitting on it. But it's something that I I just actively don't feel like I don't feel like this is a good thing for people. And it certainly <laughs> shouldn't be included in the thing you have to hear before you die. Like, I, I don't understand why it's in the book. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to acquiesce. Maybe there's something um, I'm just missing. Yeah, Kyle, think, uh, if, this, if, this, <laughs> if I didn't already have the love for uh, Money Suit Tight to mention, you know, I went into listening to this record, you know, um, I was excited. I was like, what else do they have? And I thought it was great. If I was listening to this cold, 
Maybe not, to be honest. But uh, I, the headspace I went into when I was checking out this record for the first time, I was like, what you got? And I thought they had the goods. <laughs> I love it. They've got it. That's, that's a positive, right? Yeah. It's super positive. Okay. <laughs> check. Uh, yeah, I was debating like neutral negative on this. Again, if someone asked me about this though, and I would just absolutely just turn it off and I'll just walk out the door. I wouldn't. I mean, these songs right now, we're listening to that bluesy, bluesy blues. Yeah, this, this is like being stuck in, a, in an elevator. Again, or on a on hold again and i hate to do this to him but i feel like there's so many of those motown records we just completely skipped over Mm -hmm. uh, that's fair for this book that's fair and i hate to be like well you know since those aren't in then he shouldn't be here but i mean come on there's so many there's so many better singers there's so much music out there that's we've already done we're already in the phase where he's looking to Stax records. We haven't even had Stax records. I mean, we'd have we had a couple, but Isaac Hayes. Yeah, but how how many? We had like <laughs> two, three. Yeah. Like Green Onions. Yeah. Was... Green Onions and Isaac Hayes. That's all we got. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot more. So yeah, I guess I'll, I'll go negative just because. Yeah, I'll never listen to it again. So what do you do after that? I don't negative. Know. What do we got next? Oh. Yeah. Was Big Star in Stax? They were. Yes. Yeah. Or maybe a Stax derivative, I forget. But they also fucked up and didn't sell any of the records. Right, yeah, their promo on that was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Alright, next time we'll be talking about Dexy's Midnight Runners, Don't Stand Me Down. They play my favorite song.